You're listening to The Bob and Bo Show. Here are your hosts, Ty Bob, Ty Bo, and Sean. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I am Ty Bo. Ty, I'm Ty Bob, not Ty Bo. Jesus, that's twice you've done that. I, I do it a lot. I do it I do it on a daily basis. You are not Ty Bo. I could be if I had hair and a smaller beard. Yeah, mine's coming but I'm, There you go. But I am Ty Bob. I am joined by Tybo and Sean. Welcome back to this NFL show as we kick off NFL Week 14. Uh, we've already done the Kansas City Chiefs show with our off-field reporter and uh, a little bit of talking with Tyler in the Chiefs show. If you haven't heard that, make sure to go back and listen to it. It looks like the first half of this Thursday night football show has come to an end so let's kick it over to talking with tyler for a halftime report oh shit i tell you what this game ain't even worth our time the eyes of america don't need to be seeing no 13 to 3 interception fumble here boring Baker Mayfield throwing it in the dirt. I can't stand these damn Thursday night games. Hopefully next week will be better. Thank you, Tyler, for your angry report at this game. I can't blame you. This game does suck. Uh, Baker Mayfield came in and looked pretty good in his first drive and uh, it's done nothing since. There was a pick at the end of the quarter in the red zone for uh, Derek Carr, and and let me tell you, it was uh, it was bad. Dude, it looks awful. It looks so unathletic. Had some, uh, had some for you. Raider fans in my mentions uh, just this last week telling me how much better Derek Carr has uh, arm his arm talent is than Patrick Mahomes, uh, and I almost had a seizure because it was too funny. We do have some news to kick off this week fourteen of the NFL season. First, coming from Ian Rappaport, uh, there has been a major change for the Bills. Uh, Coach Sean McDermott announced that Vaughn Miller did have exploratory surgery yesterday, uh, which was uh, Monday. Um, they found that the ACL was torn more than expected and it did need repaired. Uh, they did so, but he will be out for the season. In news of a former chief from Field Yates, the Texans have claimed former chief defensive lineman Taylor Stallworth off of the waiver. So he really didn't take that long to get onto another team. Also, not too surprising as the Texans do face the Chiefs in, I believe, 10 days. Uh, real from, quick note, yes. uh, Von, Mill, Von Miller's injury was another uh, victim of turf. Not surprised. Not surprised. That's a would they make uh, 12, 12, 13 billion dollars just in 2021? Uh, let's figure it out, NFL. Let's get grass down for these guys. Health should be the most important. Um, in some other news, Ian Rappaport stated that after a whirlwind of free agent visit tours, 
uh, for OBJ with three facilities, three physicals, and countless meetings between the Giants, Bills, and Cowboys. Odell Beckham Jr. headed to Arizona to weigh his options, talk to his family, and plot his next move. So for now, we shall wait. What are your guys' thoughts in this ridiculous carousel of a guy who's not going to be able to play until the Super Bowl? They're saying five weeks before you get on the field. That's the beginning of the playoffs. Shut it down. He, the he's saying five down. weeks. Players are saying, or coaches and organizations are saying uh, mid-January. Sh- shut it down, man. Mid-January gonna, it would be the first round of the playoffs, though. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Odell Beckham Jr. doesn't get a ring this year. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say Odell Beckham Jr. doesn't get a ring, period. He already had it. He has a ring. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, one that he contributes much in. He did. He's got a touchdown in that game. He's out in the first quarter. It's still a touchdown. He contributed. He didn't contribute much. I Yeah. Whatever team he goes to at this point – the teams that he's interested in, like, I feel like he would make the most difference in Dallas. I feel like they could, he could help him get to the NFC championship game, but I don't know, you know, Dallas in the playoffs, Odell Beckham Jr. isn't what's going to set them over the top. I agree. We do have um, some reports that probably need to be talked about a little bit here. Uh, There was a report from Sports Illustrated. The leaked emails that led to the resignation of former Raiders coach John Gruden were leaked by Dan Snyder and the commies, according to a report issued by the U.S. House of Representatives Committee on an Oversight and Reform. Um, That was my initial thought process when the emails for John Gruden came out as, as the commies were being investigated for uh, a lot of things that were going on, uh, including uh, bookkeeping as well as um, the, the nude photos that were being um, sent around from staff members um, and non-staff members. Um, So this was just something to throw everyone kind of off the scent, uh, which is not a good look. I don't. They're big on their little cover-up thing. I don't know how they thought it would work. Not at all. It's, it's going to come to light eventually, man. Like he's a terrible human being. Dan Snyder. Well, there is more news on Dan Snyder and the commies. Adam Schefter reported earlier today, uh, Thursday, that Dan Snyder quote permitted and participated in a, another quote, toxic work culture, obstructed a congressional inquiry, worked to intimidate witnesses, and claimed more than 100 times that he could not recall answers per a House Oversight uh, Communications report. The uh, That also came from a, uh, a an article on ESPN that covered uh, everything that has been going on Uh, The gist of the article uh, talked about uh, a lot of the uh, toxicity uh, that went on at the Washington commies. Um, It did state that over a hundred times Dan Snyder uh, was involuntary in answering basic questions, uh, stating that he could not recall or he did not know to these basic questions that were being asked. 
Um, he did also um, push away um, any um, interrogations into the commies and things that were going on. Uh, but was really damning is not only was it Daniel Snyder and other employees of the commies, the NFL was also responsible for um, being uh, non-reliant and non-helping uh, in this investigation, even coming out and saying that they could, they did not have any findings or that they would not help in this investigation. So not only was this Daniel Snyder and the Washington commies who were covering up a lot of the stuff that was going on, it was also the NFL that was helping out the commies and Daniel Snyder. Um, Daniel Snyder also had uh, um, also come out and and did uh, confirm that he did hire those private investigators that he denied just previously a few months ago. Yeah, that was the, the gist of the article. Yeah, just explaining uh, a lot of the things that they found um, through all that and, and explaining that uh, their findings were that the NFL and the commies um, were, were non-voluntary in helping, uh, even though they said they would be. Um, and it's not looking good from the investigation. The gist of the article. Yes. It was a very long article. If you expect didn't... Roger Goodell, Roger Goodell to come under some fire too. I, I, I've, I think there's plenty of people out there that would have said it's time for a new commish, Roger Goodell to get up on out of here. Um, this may be what uh, the the straw that breaks the camel's back here. I would agree with that. A lot of fans would say that. I would say that as a fan, uh, the the people who you won't be hearing that from is going to be the guys who pay his check and being the NFL owners. He has made them 150% more if or if not more than that every single year. He's continued to make them money, continued to take them out of headlines, um, continued to rebrand that shield to make sure that they're all protected and continue to make money. I wouldn't see the uh, the NFL owners allowing Roger Goodell to walk away until something uh, very bad happens. Well, I mean, Dan Snyder's gone. Well, he sh- as he should. Be. I mean, he's gone, and they do have enough votes for that. Roger right Goodell is complicit in trying to cover up all the shit that was going on there. You got to expect like a lot of people are going to be coming for his job. Jim Mercy in particular. It could be his job, and now now that you point that out, being complicit with that, I would expect it to be more as instead of people coming for his job, more so he could be out of a job because he could be in jail. Well, that's um, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, I, I get you. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, folks, that is it for the news. Keep your eyes going on uh, for what's happening in Washington uh, Dan Schneider should be out. Uh, I believe Jim Ursay did have enough votes uh, to go ahead and have that committee hearing. So we'll have to see what happens at the end of the season with that. Uh, but I need to kick this one over to Sean to help us all out with his Just the Tips. Here we go. Here we go. This is going to be a good week. Some of you may be in playoffs already. Some of you may be fighting for the final week before the playoffs. Either way, these are your stardom and sit for the week. Gonna start off with quarterbacks here. We got a longtime person that has been on this list, both the stardom and sit 
That is Kirk Cousins. It's going up against Detroit. Detroit. At what time? At what time? Noon. Noon. Noon game. Start him. Start him. <laughs> you got to go for it, man. It's Detroit. It's going to be a good game. Expect Kirk Cousins to be probably a little bit better than mediocre because it is a new game, not primetime. Justin Herbert against Miami. Mike Williams looks like he's going to be back this week. Keenan Allen is still there. Seems to be healthy right now. Look for him to have a big game against a not-so-great secondary in Miami. And Dak Prescott to round out the quarterbacks here. Going up against Houston. Houston is one of the worst teams in the league. Probably the worst. Maybe the Broncos are right there with them, but hey, it's Houston. Dak's going to get off to a big lead. They're probably going to end up sitting him in the second half late, but get his points early. Running backs. Ramondre Stevenson at Arizona Monday Night Football. We should not be subject to the Cardinals and the Patriots playing in primetime anymore, but here we are. Expect him to have a big game because it's primetime. DeAndre Swift against the Vikings. He looks a lot healthier over the past few weeks and is looking like he is playing some great football. Looking like uh, DeAndre Swift from last year. Going to be a big week for him. Derrick Henry. Big name. Terrible game last week. Look for a big big bounce back this week going up against the Jaguars. Jaguars are just going to be jagging off again. Look for him to have 150 to 200 yards. Two touchdowns. Must start. That's a lot of fantasy points. It's a lot of fantasy points. If you set them on your bench, you should not be playing fantasy football this week. Moving on to wide receivers. Jalen Waddell at the Chargers. Listen, it, Tua looked rough last week without his tackles. He was also going up against the Niners. Chargers defense is nowhere close to the Niners defense. And look for Tyreek to get his, but look for Jalen to break off quite a few big plays and make a few touchdown grabs. Garrett Wilson against Buffalo. Who knew all he needed was a quarterback to throw him the ball to play this well. Mike White is doing that. I know it's the Bills defense, but the Jets and Bills are always pretty, they're going to have close games from now on out. It's going to be a good matchup, division rival. Love to see it. I alluded to this player earlier, but Mike Williams is back playing against Miami for Justin Herbert to find him early and find him often. Tight ends here. Daniel Bellinger playing up against the Eagles. I don't think Saquon's going to be doing too much this game. Daniel Jones is going to have to pass the ball a lot more, and the safety valve for him is his tight end, so look for him to have a pretty decent game. And last one. This is the must-start, have-to-start. You're not starting him, don't play. TJ Hawkinson against Detroit. Former team, they traded him away. They really shouldn't have. He's a great tight end. Look for him to come out ready to play and prove to the Lions why they should have kept him. But this player will not get the Lions team fired like A.J. Brown did last week to the Titans. <laughs> Don't worry about that. 
Fun fact, all tight ends played like shit last week. <laughs> this is rough. And we move on to the sit over here. We got quarterbacks. Geno Smith going up against the Panthers. Love Geno what he's doing this year, but it's the Panthers. They usually play some pretty good defense. Sit him. Yes. Tom Brady going out to Cali. Going back to his hometown. San Fran. He's traveling west. Quarterbacks going east to west. Don't translate very well. That flight is going to be long for him. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you say the same thing about the Germany game? Yeah. <laughs> the flight's going to kick that old guy's ass. But he know hey. he had a good week that game. Well, that week also, they were there a little bit earlier than the day before. So we'll see what happens. And is, isn't he going to be in Santa Clara? Yep. He loves that area, but see what happens. I think he will actually leave the Buccaneers this year, either to go back to the Patriots or to move out to San Fran. One of the two. And last quarterback to sit, Kyler Murray against the Patriots. Coming off a bye week, a lot of shit's going down with them. No one knows. Kyler Murray's just not going to do it this week. Bad game for him against the Patriots. He's going to get sacked quite a few times. They're going to pick him off once or twice. Running backs here, Saquon Barkley. Eagles have a fantastic rush defense, and they're playing very well. Sit them. <laughs> Damian Pierce against the Cowboys. Cowboys are going to get out to a big lead early on. They're not going to be running the ball as much. And you got Kyle Allen as quarterback. Just a disaster over there. Don't trust anything with the Texans right now. Miles Sanders against the Giants. This is going to be a Jalen Hurts running show. Don't think they're gonna be using Miles Sanders as much. And if he does get some yard or get some touches, he's not gonna be uh, getting any big plays. Giants still have a pretty solid defense over there. They can stop the run a little bit. Don't look to start him. Sit him. Wide receivers. T. Higgins going up against the Cleveland Browns. The Browns somehow always have the Bengals number. Don't expect T. Higgins to do much. He was also limited in practice twice this week so far. If the Browns beat the Bengals this week, are they the best team in the league? The Browns? <laughs> Hell no. The Browns beat the Bengals to beat us. We're the best team in the league. Ipso facto, that works out, yeah. Ipso facto. <laughs> Next one, A.J. Brown. Sit him. Big game last week. He's had some rough games this year not going to be a good game from this week hoping he makes me eat my words but sitting two eagles huh two eagles and I'm sitting another brown right here in Marquise Brown alright <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a second game back from his injury uh, Patriots defense is going to lock him up DeAndre Hopkins is going to be the receiver to do anything for them Kyler Murray's being sad too, so don't go for him. Tight ends. Finish it off here. Greg Dulcich going up against the Chiefs. Justin Reed shut Hayden Hurst up last week. He did the same to Greg Dulcich this week. So look for him to get injured early in the game. <laughs> Jeez. And last tight end here, Evan Ingram 
going up against Tennessee. Trevor Lawrence is a bust. They need to do something else in Jack, uh, Jacksonville. Not good. And that was after. just the tips. They go after another quarterback in the draft this year, the Jags? They, they gave it one more year. They got him in contract for four, guaranteed, so. I, I think they draft a quarterback, but they don't draft a quarterback high enough. And he's worse than Trevor Lawrence, and then they're just in a worse situation. <laughs> <laughs> just never anything for them. What's a good list? Tybo uh, will be back on uh, Wednesday's show to give that one a grade after the weekend. Coming off a C-plus grade. And uh, it seems like um, it is not the end of a quarter, but uh, it seems like we do have a report from talking with Tyler. <laughs> you can't do that. Did you all see this? This dumbass ran into the returner before catching the ball while he's calling a fair catch. You can't do that. This is a dumb game with dumbasses playing it. How are we watching? Thank you, Tyler. Uh, you seem to be more Tyler. excited, Tyler. I'm sorry. You seem to be more excited uh, at this point in the game. There's 12 minutes and 19 seconds left in the third quarter. Uh, while the Raiders did punt, uh, one of the Gunners did run directly into the uh, the the punt returner before he caught the ball. I think that guy just gets excited about like dumbassery. I think so too. I think both of these full teams just get excited about it. Uh, excuse oh. me, I was wrong. It was the, uh, I believe it, it was the Raiders. Oh, wow, there's a hold in there too. Um, interesting. Well, that was just the tips from Sean. So that means it is now time to get into our power ranking for the week. You missed it last week because we were split. So we come back this week with the best pass rushers in the league. Uh, Tybo usually likes to start this one off. So Tybo, let's get this one kicked off with number 10. He's probably the third best defensive tackle in the league. Plays for the Jets. Got a solid defense over there. We got Quinn and Williams. Number nine. We got Brian Burns over here. Place for the Panthers, but still has pretty good numbers. He's sitting at number five in the league right now, tied with multiple players with 10 sacks. Number eight. Matthew Judon for the Patriots was the sack leader. Hasn't gotten another sack since being the sack leader at 13. Um, got passed up by Nick Bosa, but he's still pretty good at sacking quarterbacks. Number seven. Max Crosby. Sitting at 10 and a half sacks, but he is a force to be reckoned with. He's always after the quarterback. Love to see that from him. Whenever he's not playing the Chiefs. Number six. We got Aaron Donald. Might be low on this list for some people's taste, but when you play at a level like Aaron Donald has for so long, there can you know, there's only so many things that can happen. Normal to see a little bit of regression for Aaron Donald. Number five. We got TJ Watt. He's been injured most of the year, but he's finally back. He His team is, they allow 10 less points per game whenever he plays. He's coming off a record year last year of tying the sack record. And look for him to keep continuing that even after this torn pack. Number four. 
Chris Jones, most sacks out of a defensive tackle, most pressures out of a defensive tackle, speaks for itself. I hope he can continue through the end of the year because the Chiefs need him. Chris Jones is a dog. Number three. We got Miles Garrett over here. He has the highest pass rush win rate as an edge defender at 29%, and he is sitting right there in the top five at number five with 10 sacks. And that's one man I would never want to mess with. Number two. Micah Parsons. Definitely in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year. Some people say he should be in the MVP race. Um, He's got 12 sacks, but his impact is felt throughout all phases of the Cowboys' defense. Um, He tackles well. He's fast off the ball. And, you know, he just makes plays. The best pass rusher in the NFL. We're going to go with Nick Bosa. He's sitting at 14 and a half sacks on the year with one less gameplay than everybody else. He is a monster and he is continuing his great year just like every other year he has. Fantastic list. Like, like I say every time, it's the best power ranking you'll find across the land. We'll find no better power ranking anywhere else. It's a great list. A lot of good mix in here between older and younger guys. It's nice to see some of the young guys be able to come into the league and and make a name for themselves so quickly. That brings us into our games of the week. I believe it is Sean's turn to pick first. So let's go ahead, Sean. Yeah, this is a very, very good game because it is a division rival. Hopefully putting one team above not this team, but another team that I called earlier in the year. That is Vikings versus Lions. First game between them was 28-24 Vikings. Very close game, one score. I see this being a shootout. I see this being a fantastic game. Quite a few turnovers in the second half. It's going to come down to the final play again. Probably going to come down to a kick or a very questionable fourth down call by Dan Campbell. (laughs) I was reading... I was I was going into uh into some depth on this game and why the Detroit Lions are two point favorites at home over a ten and two team like the Vikings. Um, they the, the Vikings run a quarter quarter half defense, which is usually uh, very good against competent quarterbacks or semi competent quarterbacks. Um, uh, there is a a win rate for quarterbacks going against quarter quarter half defenses, which is about seventy three percent of the time they win the game. Uh, the issue is is they're going up against a guy like Jared Goff, who wins fifty three percent of the time against a quarter quarter half defense. So not very good. He will be taking a lot of the bait. Um, should still be a close game as it was in the first, but uh, we'll we'll have to see when it comes Sunday. Quarter quarter half. Quarter quarter half. QQH. I am going to pick the Jets versus the Bills in the noon hour. It's a rerun from earlier in the season where the Jets won. They are missing Brees Hall, um, which they were not in the first game. Two very solid defenses, although the Bills look pretty shaky with now losing Vaughn Miller. So that's going to be a little rough for them. Uh, Josh Allen clearly in his regression 
uh, not looking too great. The Jets still playing fairly well uh, with all the changes that they've made at quarterback, the three changes that they have this year, um, the injuries that they've had at running back with Brees and then with Michael Carter and now having uh, and then uh, having the injury from James Robinson. It seems like that backfield cannot just cannot stay healthy. Uh, but Robert Sala is doing a fantastic job keeping that defense in shape and being able to have Mike White back there who can throw the ball effectively. This Jets seat team seems to be like they're ready to rock some boats out there. That brings you to my game of the week. All three of these games of the week are division matchups. I'm coming at you with Ravens-Steelers. Always a competitive game. The Ravens without Lamar Jackson – the Steelers with with TJ Watt and a questionable quarterback situation. Um, expect this game to be extremely physical like it always is, um, but this Ravens season is starting to look a lot like last year um, where they go have a decent record, Lamar gets hurt, and their playoff chances get screwed. Um, the Steelers would love to do that to the Ravens too. So um, expect this game to be close. Um, Tyler Huntley, um, the, the Ravens quarterback situation is probably one of the most unique in the NFL. When you go from Lamar Jackson to Tyler Huntley, they don't have to change their offense a whole lot. The way their offense is built, it's almost like a, a plug and play. Uh, Lamar Jackson is more dynamic than Tyler Huntley for sure. Um, but Tyler Huntley can still offense. Um, and you know, he won it last week. I realized they were playing the Broncos. Um, but I, I expect this game maybe not to be extremely high scoring, but to be very close. Before we go any further, I'm going to have to stop the presses. We have to get to our boring off-field reporter, Sean, for a possible injury that just occurred in this game. Yeah, it looks like a player for the Raiders was running and then he fell down. I don't know what happened there, but he stood up and he was holding his, not really holding his hand, but he was just having his hand limp around everywhere, ran off, not moving it. So we'll keep an eye on that one right there for you. Thank Do we you, know Sean. who this player was, dude? I believe it was uh, Dosh Acombs. And you. we had a punt by the Raiders. So another another form of kicking the ball. It is a good old-fashioned kickoff over here. Thank you, Sean, for your boring report. Um, yeah, that was Josh Jacobs. Seemed to uh, it looks like he fell under his own weight right onto his elbow, uh, and then uh, yeah, didn't didn't look like that felt too good. Um, but we will get into our pick'em now that the games of the week have been chosen. Um, these odds are coming from a sports book that shall not be named. Uh, let's get to the first one here at noon. It is our first game of the week as well. It is the Minnesota Vikings who head into Detroit and take on the Lions, who I alluded to earlier, have a two or two point favorites at home. Vikings. The Vikings have a plus 10 point differential throughout the year. It's got to break eventually, man. They got to give something up. I'm taking the Lions. Interesting choice. I'm going to have to go Vikings here, um, but it will be a close one just like the first. The Lions seem to be getting hot at the right time, so it should, could be tricky. 
we'll get to our next noon hour game here. It is the Cleveland Browns who head into Cincinnati. Cincinnati Bengals have not beaten the Browns yet, but they no longer have Jacoby Brissett or Baker Mayfield at quarterback. The Bengals are five and a half point favorites at home. I don't think I can pick against them right now. Going Bengals. I think this is kind of what happened last year is the Bengals beat the Chiefs and they went and played the Browns and lost. I'm going to go ahead and go with the Browns. Interesting take. Does Deshaun get right this week, Sean? I really hope not because I do not like that man. <laughs> I'm taking Good answer. Good answer. Because I do not want Deshaun to win either. We will get into our next noon game and one of our games of the week. It is the New York Jets who head into Buffalo and take on the Bills who are 10-point favorites at home. That should not be that high, but I'm still not taking the Jets. I'm going to go Bills. I want to believe in Mike White so bad, but I just can't. Give me the Bills. I don't necessarily believe in Mike White because he's not passing. Uh, he He's throwing the ball for a lot of yards, but they're not resulting in the, in the score to help the team out. Uh, but the Jets defense is playing really well. Bills looking real shaky. I'm going to take the Jets. Our next noon hour game is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles who head into MetLife Stadium and take on the Giants. The Giants are seven point dogs at home. Call me crazy. Um, crazy. Divisional, okay, divisional trap game. Um, give me the Giants. Yeah, I think the Eagles are going to be ready for this, so I'm going to go with the Birds. We'll take the Eagles as well. They're they're looking pretty hot, and the uh, the Giants are just big fat frauds. Next up in the noon hour, we have got the Houston Texans who head into AT and T Stadium and take on the Cowboys. The Cowboys are 17 and a half point favorites at home. That's a lot of points. Who are they playing? I'm sorry. The Texans. Yeah, I'll take the boys. Boys all day. I will also take the Cowboys. Clean sweep on that. Uh, I don't know if it's 17 and a half that gets covered, but it's bad. Next up in the noon hour, we have got the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars who head into Nissan Stadium to take on the Tennessee Titans, who are only four points at uh, favorites at home. Uh, mm, almost want to pick the Jags here, but I'm going to go with the Titans. This feels like a week that the Jags are going to win it, but I can't pick them. Titans. Scare money, don't make Titans. no money, Sean. Don't make no money. I'm taking the Titans as well. Uh, they need to get hot before going into the playoffs if they have any chance. Um, this is the week to start it. We will get to our last noon hour game of the week. It is the Baltimore Ravens who head into Pittsburgh and take on the Steelers. The Steelers are two point favorites at home. Yeah. Like you said, Vegas gifts them 3.5. So they still think the Ravens are going to play them tough. Um, ah, man, this is. I'm going to. I'll take the Steelers. Damn, man. Yeah, I'm going to go Steelers as well. I don't trust Tyler Huntley. 
we're going to round off the noon games, ending in another uh, stalemate here. Um, I, the Ravens did not look good against the Broncos. Did not. Don't get me wrong. I, I actually I do trust Tyler Huntley, but the the Steelers defense always comes to play divisional games at home. Um, Ravens are no different. I think I think TJ Watts can be busy. Fine. He's muted. I am still muted. Find me up. Um, our next game is uh, starting at 3.05 is the Chiefs versus the Browns. We've obviously already picked Broncos. that in. Another five. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, versus the Broncos. Uh, we have obviously already picked that in the uh, Chiefs show, so make sure to go back and listen to that. So we'll get to our 325 game here. It is the Carolina Panthers who head into Seattle and take on the Seahawks, who are four and a half point favorites at home. Seahawks. Sticking with the bird train. That is three. Birds don't need to use trains, Sean. They can fly. Really? Interesting. Keep your eyes out. Geno Smith was on the injury report and has been listed as questionable for the game. So keep your eyes on that one. Our next 325 game is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who head into Santa Clara to take on the 49ers. They are three and a half point favorites at home. Oh, before Tybo goes, I forgot this. Player to watch this week, Brock Purdy. <laughs> I'm sorry, who are the Niners playing? The Bucks. Old man Tom's flying out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't think Tom Brady's going to let himself lose to Mr. Irrelevant. Um, let's go Bucks. The Niners have a much better defense than the Saints, and the Buccaneers look like shit for most of that game up until the very end. Give me the Niners. Yeah, I have to agree that the defense for the Niners is way too good to uh, to not win this game on their own. Our next game is the Sunday night game that did get flexed. It is the Miami Dolphins who will head into SoFi and take on the Chargers. Chargers are three-point dogs at home. They should be dogs. But I'm going to take the Chargers in this game, guys. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, I can't do that. Give me the Dolphins. Chargers, with all their injuries, will continue to Charger. It doesn't look good for them. Give me the Dolphins. And in our final game of the week on Monday Night Football, we've got the New England Patriots who will head into Phoenix and take on the Cardinals, who are two-point dogs at home. This game should not be a primetime game. Blame it. Well, Monday Night Football doesn't mean what it used to. not... They don't. We don't watch Monday Night Football like we, like we used to as a country. Nope. Um, why? Why are they dogs? What is Arizona's record right now? Um, they're out of the playoffs. Already. Four and eight. They're sniffing not, around the playoffs. They're oh. they're not eliminated, but uh, they they should be. They're sniffing. D Hop and. Hollywood Brown playing? Seem to be. Is Kyler Murray playing? 
Yep. Seems to be. Okay, give me the Cardinals. I can pull one out. Give me the Patriots. <laughs> I said sit Kyler Murray and Hollywood Brown. Did you not listen to Stand that? Stand behind. I know. Stand behind it. Go ahead. I got you. I'm also going to pick the card, uh, the Pats here. The defense is too good. Kyler Murray not been playing well this season. Uh, it's not looking good for Arizona or Cliff Kingsbury. That'll do it for Pick'em. It's going to be a good week coming up outside of Monday Night Football, uh, which is pretty typical. Uh, but we do have a good week slated to come up for you, so make sure that you check us back out on Friday. Um, or excuse me, on Wednesday. Uh, it seems like we're not going to get to the end of this game right here. So before we get out of here, I would like to kick it over uh, to Tyler to finish off uh, our third halfway through the third quarter here. So let's get over to talking with Tyler. Yeah, Bo. Take you quick. Y'all looking at the screen, same as I am. It's still 13 to three. What's happening? Nothing. Nobody can throw a pass in this game. Except for that one little pretty one down the side to Devontae Adams. He, he nice. Yeah. This game's boring. What do you want me to tell you? Just talking with Tyler for the evening. Let me just drink some beer. Thank you, Tyler, for that riveting into uh, the game speech for us. Uh, Amazon, get it together. Let's figure this one out. Uh, like I said, make sure to catch us back on uh, Wednesday as we bring you the week 14 report on how everything went. And as always, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs.